Hello everyone and welcome to Orbital, the Gadget360 podcast. Today we are talking about laptops. Laptops are constantly getting cheaper and Windows 10 laptops and Chromebooks are now available around the 10,000 rupee price mark. Now many people who follow Gadget360 are looking to buy affordable laptops and at this price point, these are accessible to a lot more people. Laptops at 10,000 sounds a little too good to be true. So what is the catch here? To talk about this, we have resident laptop experts Jamshed and Royden. Hey Pranay. Hello. So, which laptops should people buy under 15,000? What are the options available? Can you start, Rodney? Yeah, so we have actually a bunch of options uh, if you're used to Windows and you want a Windows 10 laptop. So, you you have some from local brands like Micromax's uh, Canvas Lap Tab. Yeah, I saw one from Eyeball that's under there 10, is one from rupees. Yeah, there's actually one from Eyeball as well, although I'm not really, I wouldn't really put uh, my money on that. Yeah, but it's the cheapest option. It is the cheapest market, option, yeah. sure. But if you want something more, probably more reliable, then you also have uh, uh, options from bigger brands like you have Lenovo's uh, IdeaPad 100S, which has been recently updated uh, with new specs. And uh, Asus has launched a couple of new ebooks uh, recently, a few months back as well, uh, all within the un- just under the 15,000 marks. Yeah, that sounds like there's quite a That's bit a of competition in the market. Yeah, pretty good choice. But what kind of specs are we looking at? So most of them are very similar. You have either an Intel Atom or a Celeron uh, SoC. And the only limiting factor over here is the storage. And all of them seems to uh, seem to be stuck on the 32 GB flash storage. Yeah. Yamshed, do you want to talk about Chromebooks and uh, what price they are available at in the market? Chromebooks actually start at around the same price but can go up to, you know, like 40,000 or more. Um, the thing about Chromebooks is that they are just basically a glorified web browser. So if you do, um, if most of what you do happens through a web browser anyway, and that actually applies to a surprisingly large number of uh, people today, then you actually wouldn't have a problem. You could save a lot of money. You could have a very simple light system that's easy to carry around, uh, has decent battery life, uh, doesn't cost too much and is uh, relatively invulnerable to malware and other kinds of attacks. So if everything you do depends on being online or streaming, then you should be good. But don't expect to be able to use one of those to um, run full-fledged Microsoft Office, for example, or um, if you need any specific software, if you have, uh, if you have any need for things like Photoshop, that's not going to happen. If everything you do is as simple as a website or a smartphone app, then yeah, why not? Yeah, but how about tasks like unzipping files, um, basic formats are supported in, in, in Chrome OS? Yeah, like um, pretty much anything that you can do uh, using any app or any website and frankly the line between those is also blurry. Uh, you can do this, there's nothing stopping you. You have tools online that will let you edit photos. Open your pictures in those. You have um, the entire Google suite. You have uh, oh, yeah, Microsoft Office yeah. working mm. through a browser. Um, before the end of this year, I think we'll see uh, Google Play apps running on many, many more Chromebook models. So that opens up a whole new universe yeah, of possibilities. The huge number of apps that can come to it. If you're concerned solely about local storage, you can get a micro SD card in most cases with these things. Or you can use the online services um, that you get for at least one year. So are there Chromebooks from any reputed brands available in India under 15,000? 
Um, you have models from ASUS and ASO. Uh, Zolo also has a relatively cheap model. And then I think the lowest cost of them all is this Nexian Chromebook. So Raiden, do you want to talk about the Windows 10 side of the market? Yeah, so the Windows 10 side is uh, definitely a lot more interesting because of course the one, the biggest appeal uh, versus Chrome OS is of course you can run all your apps which you have been using for a long time, basically le legacy Windows apps. Yeah. So that is one advantage. However, do keep in mind that since this there is, isn't much of processing power and storage, uh, the experience isn't going to be as good as you would get on, say, a laptop which costs maybe five or 10,000 more or even your desktop PC at home. Like, for instance, we recently did the Acer Cloudbook 11, which is another uh, sub-15,000 rupee Windows 10 budget laptop. And even, uh, even though it comes with Windows 10, like even basic tasks like opening up control panel or even Windows Explorer, there is a delay like after you hit the command you wait for a second or two before it actually shows up. And this is vanilla Windows 10, right? You haven't installed any shell extensions or this anything is, of that no, sort? Absolutely nothing. This yeah. is stock Windows 10 with just a couple of these trial applications that uh, come pre-installed with most of these softwares. So. Yeah, I can only imagine what will happen to the laptop once you install a few applications. Exactly. So I don't think you should even expect to run certain app uh, those type of applications on such a laptop. Because it's not really meant or designed for such applications. Anyway. Yeah, it isn't. I mean, think of these as current day netbooks. Basically, it's it's something that you can use to browse the web with and you can use whatever web applications you have, nothing that really needs to be installed. Um, and that's what it's good for. They're light, they're portable, they're good enough if those if that's all you need. They're good enough for a secondary machine that you leave around the house or that you carry with you when you don't want to carry something heavier. Um, good for a weekend out of town or a quick holiday or something like that. Uh, but certainly not intended for, um, you know, getting heavy work done every day. Like I said, if you need Photoshop or something, it's not going to work either way. You need to spend more, more money on a more capable system. If you need um, desktop apps, if you're a student, uh, you know, there's, there's any number of reasons that that wouldn't work for you, but at the same time, it might. You know, it's really, really cheap. Yeah. It's something that you can just pick up. It costs less than many accessories for many other products cost. Yeah, so a video is a big part of usage for anybody who uses a computer these days. Facebook, YouTube, Netflix. Um, playing high definition video, how's that experience on, on the Cloudbook that you reviewed? Yeah, so uh, speaking about the Acer Cloudbook, uh, it actually, the SOC that comes on board is actually, it can handle uh, 4K videos pretty easily uh, without causing a lot of strain on the laptop. So you can actually have 4K video playing uh, and also continue to use a laptop for like other tasks like browsing and stuff. Yeah, most people will play HD videos though. And Mostly, uh, yeah. most will play HD videos, but it's nice to see that it can handle uh, resolutions higher than HD. Yeah, well. if you want to connect it to your TV or something. Exactly, and it's got HDMI, so you can technically do that. Yeah, so overall a good machine for movies. Uh, what about the screen size? Screen size is limited to, I mean, in, in this budget, you're probably looking at something at around 11.6 to 14 inches. Which is not bad compared to what netbooks used to be a few many a couple of years back around they used to be around 10 inches. So 11.6 is still workable. You can still uh, do word processing and uh, browsing is still not too bad. However, quality of the display isn't great as you would expect because most of these are TN panels. So the viewing angles of the screens aren't that good. Oh, and, they uh, don't have IPS. 
panels. It's hard to find IPS, I'm guessing. Not that TN panels are that terrible also. I, I mean, for most cases, for most users. Yeah, it's, it's okay, it's acceptable. It's not terrible, but it's not ideal. Yeah, so screen is something that you're making a slight compromise. Yeah, I don't think yeah. too many people would notice the difference with unless the two are kept immediately side by side. True. Okay. Um, I have to ask the obvious question. Can you play any games on, on these machines? Uh, you could play some basic games like, I hate to say this, but like Candy Crush and <laughs> stuff that you get on the Windows Store. Mm-hmm. But again, don't expect too much uh, out of this, for gaming at least. I'm, I mean, again, the things that uh, these devices are targeted at all usually run within a browser. So you have a ton of online games. A lot of people spend a lot of their time playing silly little games in their browser and they're perfectly happy with those. So no, you're not going to run any modern day 3D shooters or um, Grand Theft Auto or anything of that sort. But it it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's any worse of a product. It's really still fulfilling that purpose at that price level. Yeah, another thing that's likely to concern people is heating issues. So did you face any with the laptop that you reviewed? And in general, what can people expect when they buy a machine at this price? So in this particular one, since it uses a pretty low voltage uh, uh, SOC, uh, which doesn't actually require active cooling. So there is no fan uh, in the laptop which you traditionally have. So uh, it gets a bit warm if you are charging it, but that's about it. It doesn't really overheat, or at least I haven't noticed any major issues. Yeah, and you reviewed it during basically peak hot, humid weather, right? So yeah, and it uh, it was still uh, performing. Yeah, I mean, think of these things as basically tablets in you know a laptop form factor. It's that kind of hardware. It's that kind of power level. Yeah, so that brings me to the next uh, part of the discussion. Why should someone not buy, say, a smartphone and connect a Bluetooth keyboard to it or even a a budget Android tablet and uh, connect a keyboard to it, like, say, the Xiaomi Mi Pad? Well, you could do that, but I guess uh, why someone would consider this is because of convenience. I mean, you have everything Mm. in one unit which you can carry around, whereas a tablet you need to remember to, you know, also take the mouse and the keyboard and charge it and make sure you have batteries for it and... Yeah. I mean, you can prop it open, you can sit it on your lap, you can type. Mostly, most importantly for me would be the keyboard because, I mean, I type thousands and thousands of words at a stretch all the time and I cannot pick and poke on a touch screen and I can't use these flimsy keyboard cover accessories that you get. I mean, there's a whole other category of affordable, well, PCs, I guess you could say, which are essentially tablets running Windows with wraparound keyboard covers. And you do things like fold them with a a magnetic clasp at the back to keep the tablet somewhat upright while you type on those. But they're terrible. I mean, you can't get a lot of work done on them. They're not not terrible as computers, but they aren't great as productivity devices. So, I mean, that's an equally valid option if all you're concerned about is budget is your budget. And in fact, with a device like that, you will get a touch screen and you'll get various other things that might work well for you. But the appeal of these is the fact that they are like computers, that you've got that familiarity, you've got a keyboard, a trackpad, all the connectivity you could want or need in most situations, except maybe on a plane. Um, Yeah, and you're good to go. You really are. So initially, I think, Royden, you mentioned that uh, all of these Windows 10 tablets um, under 15,000, 
are limited to around 32 GB of storage. Yeah, that's so right. how much of a problem is that likely to be for anybody who's buying this? Well, it only means that you're just limited to the, st- uh, the number of applications that you can install. You can expand it um, with, let's say, a memory card reader. Uh, but ideally, that would be best left for storing files like uh, media files and instead of yeah, installing applications that you yeah, would access, ins- every day. access every day. Yeah. yeah. And also, you have to keep in mind that once Windows is installed out of the 32 GB, you're again left with a lot lesser. Like, so I'm guessing, uh, at least the Acer one that we got with all the bundle applications, you were left with just a rough, roughly 14 GB of free space. Yeah, that is very less. I mean, if, most people will think of it in terms of a uh, what the space they get in a smartphone. If 32 GB is a lot on a smartphone, but on a full-fledged uh, laptop, that's that's quite less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, can somebody with a low bandwidth or a slow internet connection um, live with these laptops. Um, Jamshed, do you want to talk about the Chromebook side first? Well, if you have a slow, unreliable connection, no doubt it will be painful. But again, what are you using it for? If it's just something like um, working within Google Docs, you're not going to have terrible problems. You know, you can keep all your stuff. And the advantage of it, the advantage of not Having that local storage is that when you use the cloud storage, your files are accessible from everywhere. And even if the device gets lost or damaged or stolen, you don't lose your data. You know, too often people just don't have backups of their stuff. And yeah, that is one big advantage of the Chromebook system. Yeah, so um, it's something you have to be aware of how it works and where it's working. And you can't go to a place and then freak out because you don't have access to your stuff. I mean, you have to decide what you want to be available offline, what you want to carry with you on, say, a USB pen drive or something like that, because that's always an option. You have standard USB ports. You're limited from multiple angles when it comes to installing and using heavy software or anything that requires major buffering or caching. So, right, were you happy with 30GB storage on a Windows machine? Like, how much of a problem do you have? Most people are going to carry some movies or, or um, some other heavy files, but those are going to be on a hard drive. But from a general day-to-day use perspective, no, I think from a day-to-day use perspective, it's not that terrible. I mean, you can manage with 32GB provided if you keep all your media files and stuff that you would consume on a separate hard drive, which I'm sure pretty much everyone carries around these days anyways. And uh, and with for basic programs like media players and codecs and other stuff like that, there is, I think, plenty of space because those applications anyways don't eat up too much of space. Hmm. So it is, it is, do, it is manageable. Yeah, but you, you just have to be really careful about it. You need that. to, yeah, you need to sort of think twice. Do I absolutely really need this program before installing it? Or yeah, and like Jamshed said, you also have to uh, plan your trips accordingly. Will you have internet access or will you not have internet access over there? So n- not having everything available offline could be a bit of a I uh, mean headache that way. See, you would use one of these things pretty much exactly the same way you would use your phone. Uh, you know, you have the same, roughly the same amount of space. You prioritize what you need with you, what you don't. Um, you swap things in and out as and when you want them. Uh, yeah, and when you're offline, you're offline. You are. So you can either use those few apps and games that don't absolutely require an internet connection, or you can use a different kind of device entirely for that purpose in that need. Okay, that brings us to the big platform choice. Um, Windows 10 or Chrome OS, uh, which one should people go for at this budget? It all depends actually again on uh, how, what what are you going to be using it for primarily. If it's like Jamshi said, if it's mostly for 
online web browsing or stuff that you can use uh, get done uh, through a browser then definitely chrome os because it's a lot snappier and it's a lot faster than windows on such a low power machine but if you don't want that and if you're used to the windows and you you refuse to you know if you're stubborn about using some other os then obviously windows would be but the you know best. chrome os i don't see that argument really pulling much because a lot of people are used to chrome and it's not that much different yeah i mean you do get a sort of a desktop like feel and uh, you are already signed into all your accounts so yeah most people that i know they'll get a new laptop and start chrome open facebook and open youtube and yeah i don't think anyone it, so. has that much of a problem with it until it comes to trying to do something that they then realize they can't do so i mean as long as you don't need to perform any cpu intensive tasks i guess chromebook should chrome, be chromebook fine. on these these sort of machines i think would be the way to go okay and google's backup of course is, is one of the biggest reasons yeah. to to use it yeah so um final verdict should people buy any of these laptops available um i would actually defer that decision for a little while till we see how um google play and android apps affect the chrome os ecosystem um uh, we'll get to see a lot of a lot of new ways to use these devices a lot of possibilities um and probably more say, manufacturers will also take a bet on this now that so many other apps are available yeah i mean i would say if you're heavily invested with google products and services already if you have a um, an account and if you use google docs all the time if you have an android phone and if you have a ton of apps and things set up then you might want to work with that on the other hand if you really really like microsoft office and if that is a major part of your workflow then i would say look at the windows side of things yeah rodin do you have any thoughts on android apps coming to chrome os is that going to change your um, recommendation for people in any way no i mean that will definitely boost the uh, productivity and the reasons to get it because a lot of people have uh, existing android apps which they would want to use on a chrome os and hmm. so it would be a nice feature to have and uh, but even as of now even without that integration i think it's still a very good option they're both good platforms it just depends on i'm guessing each one's uh, yeah what exactly choice. do people yeah. need another thing to think about is um, chrome os can run on much uh, less powerful hardware so you've got that much of a budget even if two devices cost the same the on the chromebook side you can have that much of your money going into other features like say a touch screen or a metal body or a, a screen that flips around and lets you use it as a hybrid uh, tablet and that is going to take that's going to take a couple of steps up budget wise on the windows side so if that kind of feature works for you and you're you know you're willing to compromise on the power you don't think you'll need to run any major apps or do anything outside of the browser the chromebook has even more appeal okay battery life wise what are we looking at over here so battery life from i think what we've tested at least on the windows side we're looking at about maybe 8 to 9 hours That's good that's like, not bad at which all which is not a bad which yeah. is like basically an entire work day yep which is what you typically need anyways yeah most people 4 or 5 hours without electricity is a max they'd go so exactly yeah yeah it should serve them the purpose battery life on chromebooks more than enough to get you through a day but again um you've got devices that range from roughly 12 13000 rupees to 40 plus so i don't think um you can give any one answer to that question so that's all we have for this show and we will see you again with another episode next week